It's the Misdeeds and Intrigue podcast, featuring stories of royals, scandals, and true crime. Here are your hosts, Carrie and Larissa. Hey, 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 thanks for joining us. Real quick promise, please find us and follow us at Mistreat Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We have curated content on Pinterest and Flipboard. Check out our channels on TikTok and YouTube, and if you would be so kind, like that famous prince we all know, please show us some love and rate and review us. Positive vibes only, right? But first... Champagne. Hi, welcome back. It has been absolutely months, I think last October since I recorded, and I basically don't talk to anyone all day long, so I'm giving my disclaimer up front that it's going to be awkward, it's going to be dry, it's going to be cringy, but we're in this together. And I want to introduce my new co-host. Larissa, it's official. Yay! I'm so excited to be here, Carrie. And I am honored that you asked me to co-host. So um, I'm excited. Let's do this. Yes, I am very excited. And I please liberally sprinkle your opinions and your prior experience with all your production and royals and all that kind of stuff in as we go through our topics, because I feel like we have a million and one things to talk about. We have so much to cover, especially those royals. Okay, so I actually refrained from including royals on this one because I felt like we already have so much to talk about. It would end up being like a two-hour episode to get started. Okay, okay. All right, first story. You do this every time, every time. What, do you have some kind of radar? Carrie might be happy it's time to sweep in and shit all over it. Hunter Biden was living. Okay, first of all, I have to give the disclaimer we're not a political podcast. This is strictly about just watching rich people. Okay. Hunter Biden was living with his bro, with his brother Bo's widow, Hallie, while sending raunchy texts and FaceTiming in the shower with her married sister as they declared their love and she called him her prince. So, how long ago was this? Like, All right, isn't he married? Okay, yeah. Okay, okay let me uh, let me give. I even pulled off. This is what I was. Why I was a couple minutes late. He, his brother Bo, the nice one, died in 2015 of brain cancer. Okay. He started living with his the widow of Bo in 2016. Then, while he was living with her, he was cheating with this woman with her sister, and then on top of it. The same month I pulled off a page six report, they broke up after two years of dating because stripper from DC filed a paternity suit. Yeah. During the same month that he married Melissa Cohen, the one that he's married to now, who's 33, after just six days of dating, he had fathered her kid when he was living with Hallie. So, okay. So- Two years. Wait, wait. Okay. 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 Oh my God. Okay. So he's living with the widower. Yeah. He left his wife, his wife left his wife and some kids, I assume. Right. He's just like, see ya. Peace out. Left them all. So he's living with the widower and then he starts dating her sister or just texts or did they ever hook up personally? I mean, I think they were doing something because 
I mean, there. I mean, they did find texts on the computer that Hallie knew that she, he had cheated on her because he. She said that she found the Viagra and the what is Callis? C A L L. Cialis. Yes, that. I don't Cialis. know what that is. That's a PP enhancing drug. Really? It's like Viagra, oh, but why would you need both? I don't know why. Yeah. So she found that and she said, I found the, da, da, da. which if you also have a crack, isn't like crack or cocaine it impacts you being able to like perform too or finish or whatever. Well, yeah. And he's had a little bit of a history there. So I'm yes. sure that he needed all, I mean, maybe for one girl, he used Cialis, maybe the next one he used Viagra. He just mixed it up a little bit. Poor <laughs> President Biden. God bless this man. And what he has to put up with this kid. Poor me that I would not, <sighs> I would find that and not know what that was. <laughs> My insignificant other, I would never know he was cheating. I mean, He'd be like, is this acne medication? What is yeah, this, honey? I would be taking it like, oh, this must be like, like this must make me skinny or something. <laughs> the texts, no lie, the texts were so just cringy. She kept saying, I love you, love you. And he complained about her sister to her. Oh, that sucks. So, so he was dating the sister for two years. Then he dumped the sister for the stripper or for the girl that he married after six days. Uh, uh, he, uh, I think he left Hallie or she, you know, they had a fight because she found out he's cheating. I don't know if she thinks, I don't think she knows about the sister. And then he got with Melissa. He never acknowledged like the stripper had to like go through all these court things to try to get him to even acknowledge his kid with her. And for child support and stuff, she's more of a non-entity. Like he just moved on and married this other woman. And now he has a son with her. Is this all allegedly or this is like really happening? Oh, it's court stuff. No. And then the court stuff with the kid and the Balmoni definitely exists. And then uh, the laptop stuff all came from his laptop that he abandoned, which was kind of dumb. If you knew it had so much incriminating stuff on it. But the text, I want to, can I read? I wish we could do this in like a dramatic way where I would play one role and you'd play another. Oh God, we need to, we need to plan this out next time. Next affair, we're going to role play. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, because I tried to print them, but I wasn't, for some reason I didn't print the thing. So I had to pull it up on my phone. It goes, okay. And I don't know why he even had all these I guess maybe it was like an iPad because he has all these texts going back and forth. Your sister's so effing predictable. How are you? I know. She says, getting in shower. Call me. Okay, love you. Now or after your shower? He's like, not in yet. He's, um, what you doing? We should shower together by FaceTime every morning or night when you're up at three. Stress relief. I'll teach you how to masturbate. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. oh, God. Yeah. Uh, ha love you. She definitely is all about the love and he's just looking for FaceTime showers. Like that's like a big thing of it. He just wants the thrill. Yeah. The thrill of like uh, several different ladies like fawning Mm -hmm. over him, which is crazy. Liz, for Christ's sakes, you're choosing him over a FaceTime shower with me. And I'm the only prince, you know, and she goes, indeed, I'm going to bed. Love you. He goes, nights. It's kind of cringy seeing how many times she says love you. And he does not say it back. He doesn't say it at all? No. And not from what I've read so far. And then she goes, I got new underwear from Lululemon today. Almost bought you a pair, but I still like the Tommy Johns better. 
or she goes, it's funny. I walked in the store. Everything I had on was Lululemon. They looked at me like I was insane. He writes, that is funny. I love Lulu panties. They're my only non Grammys besides the ones from you. Being in this apartment is so strange. Truly the first time I've ever been alone. Sometimes I can't sleep just because I know I can do anything I want. That's her. Yeah. And then he, but she's going on about Lululemon and then she tries to change the subject and he goes back to the boys underwear, <laughs> like boys style. Apparently he likes that. Oh my God. Okay. That's pretty pathetic. And then she tells him her underwear is like three to four years old. Who, why, why would like even she, it's just so cringy. Like I genuinely, first of all, it's all kinds of wrongness and so incestual, but I genuinely see a woman there that was just. How old is she? You know, she was like mid to late forties going through divorce after 15 years. Like you just can see where it's like watching a woman. And I know because I was this woman watching like somebody who's kind of cringy, like who needs a helmet and training wheels for dating because they never dated in this kind of age. You know what I mean? Oh my God. But I mean, just, I mean, you never say the age of your underwear. That's no. like saying your own age. That's you. There's just some things you don't say. I know. Bailey just told me today that you're supposed to buy new underwear every six months. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's a new one. <laughs> well, I, I mean, that's like, <laughs> that's like, that's like, that's like saying, um, I'm sorry, honey, I'm going to stop texting now. Cause I've got to go change my maxi pad and I'll be right back. <laughs> I just I wonder what's going on between those two sisters right now. They've got to hate each other. Or if they're like, yeah, he he totally took advantage of both of us or whatever. But he really like the the widow, she's that's terrible. That's absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's weird that she would jump in with the brother, but I I have a feeling she was seeing some kind of bond and maybe she saw something in the brother that she saw in her husband, you yeah, know, like deceased. a recognition or like a, a uh, what is it when you both mourn together and then you bond? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was looking for something. Like I think Naya Rivera, that chick, the one that. Yeah. Drowned, oh. I think her dude or her ex-boyfriend is dating her sister. I feel like something. I think so. Happen. Something's going on there too. Yeah. But you're like, just reach. I feel sorry for the person who's had the loss because they're just looking for something just to connect yes. to. Mm-hmm. And plus she has kids with uh, Bo. Yeah. So she's like trying to, yeah. Because the kids already know Uncle Hunter. They don't know how sleazy he is, but they already know him. So they're used to him Didn't being around the house. it happen with Bobby and Jackie too? It did, didn't Kennedy, it? The Kennedys. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. What is our world coming to? I know. So now he's married to some stranger and they have a baby together. Yeah. And she's super like hippy dippy, kind of that kind of woman. Well, may they have a wonderful long life together. Yeah. They had a baby boy. Okay. Congratulations, kids. Then we get to what I have been totally, completely obsessed with. I went down a very deep rabbit hole these few months to the point where I've driven my kids nuts and I've changed my ringtone to the Narcos theme song. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to like do natural things that make my dopamine, like give me a dopamine rush. And that, that song does. Wait, hold on. El Chapo's wife. She goes... We would like to meet with you about business. El Chapo, Don Joaquin Guzman, the biggest drug trafficker of our time. 
the feds finally caught up to him. And through all his legal battles, his wife, Emma Coronel, she's been right there by his side. You ready for this? Hi. That's the ball, right? That's her. She ain't come to play. Al Chapo's beauty queen wife turned herself into the cops when she arrived in D.C., which I live in D.C., in a sign she could cooperate with investigators and turn on the Sinaloa cartel. Okay, so this is my question. Why, why, why? First, they reported it. They arrested her. Okay, I get that. I get if they arrested her, then she would be under pressure to cooperate. If she turns herself in, where is that pressure? I don't understand how they're going to get anything out of her. Okay. So first, first it came out that one of his lieutenants got a reduced sentence that almost the same day that she turned her, she got arrested. So I was like, "Uh, uh, oh, they must have lured her. He sold her out. Right. But now a new article came out today saying that she's going to be offered a new life with her daughters under witness protection in exchange for spilling secrets about Mexico's murder Sinaloa drug cartel, former top DEA agent claims. So supposedly she came in and voluntarily gave herself up for information, but they first have to arrest you. Like if you watch Narcos, the one with the Cali cartel, the security guy did that. Basically, he made a deal with DEA that, hey, I will give you the information so you can get the Cali cartel. But when he finally, when the deal went down, he actually had to plead guilty to some felonies. And then him and his family got put into the witness protection. So I think if that's true, then this was all kind of set up that she knew she knew it was going to go down like, Hey, I'll make a deal. But they're like, you've got to turn yourself in first. Do you think that the kids were in danger? Like, do you think someone threatened the kids? Because that's really one of the only reasons I can see her turning herself in. Yeah. That his sons right now are running it. Like I'm acting like I'm like the expert when meanwhile, I've just been in a narco. Yeah. And I've been watching narcos wars. The Mexican state of Sinaloa erupted into violence Thursday as police captured and then released the son of drug kingpin Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. The failed raid has called into question the Mexican government's ability to contain drug violence. Nick Schifrin explores what this says about the capabilities of the United States' top ally in the fight against illegal narcotics. The descent into chaos played out on social media. A phalanx of Mexican security forces deploy to a neighborhood controlled by the powerful, locally-based drug cartel and capture their target, Ovidio Guzman Lopez, who now runs the family business built by his father, known as El Chapo, Mexico's most infamous drug lord, now in a U.S. prison. But then the cartel called in the cavalry, with music blaring and phones filming, gunmen with machine guns and rocket-propelled grenades raced to the rescue. They deployed a 50 caliber machine gun that's so heavy it's attached to the back of a truck. And the mayhem began. So the sons right now are running it. The lieutenant in 2017 originally like fought with him, like argued with the with the, his sons to try to take over control too. So they're the ones in charge, but they're, she's like 31. His kids are like the same age as her. So how much are they really looking out for her? And I was saying the other day to you, supposedly, as of the Narcos Wars 
episodes I was watching on Smithsonian. So this could change since this went down. They have not gotten a dollar out of him. And usually what they do is they go after these cartels, they get money, and then Mm -hmm. that pays for our war on drugs, you know, or searches or whatever. I was like, oh, they must be going after her because they figure she'll know where some of the money is. But maybe the sons, she had a falling out with them since their dad went away for, you know, so like basically life, like, hey, we're not going to take care of you now. Yeah, that there's some sexism. I mean, in any kind of place, anywhere across the world, like who knows whether they're like looking out for her or not, you know, if that well, and even if he gives them directives from prison, they don't have to follow those. It's not no. like he's going to like magically come out of prison and hurt them. So it could be, hey, you're, she's probably like, hey, you're not letting me be in charge. You're not giving me what I'm due. I'm just going to go cooperate. I mean, maybe. No, exactly. And the other thing was, is, and I mentioned to you this before, when they were doing that Sean Penn documentary and there was that Latin female actress involved in it he slept with her right yeah it was a moment that shocked the world two-time oscar winner sean penn tracking down and shaking hands with the notorious drug kingpin el chapo his ticket in the glamorous mexican superstar kate del castillo did the fugitive harbor a crush on the actress abc's diane sawyer sheds new light on the strange and dangerous saga you are looking into the eyes of a mystery. And his, his eyes just penetrate you like a dagger. The drug lord, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman. When, and I remember telling you, I was like, oh, I think he kidnapped his wife when he first met her. But actually, because she, she's a U.S. citizen, but her dad worked for him, right? But the one that I was thinking of and got confused of is, and this is the other article I had pulled when we were, when, when you were waiting for me in 2019, one of his mistresses, beauty queen mistress was kidnapped by the Mexican drug Lord and should not be jailed for life says the lawyers. This woman was 29, right? She was found guilty of conspiracy to import drugs. And he basically would kidnap women. His, he would order his men to kidnap women if he saw them who he wanted. She's the one that she he got caught with initially with one of his times where he got busted, you know, and was taken into custody. Mm-hmm. They found her in 2014 that she was in a safe house with him. Mexican Marines started breaking down the door. Guzman led her to a trap door beneath a bath that opened up to a tunnel that allowed them to escape. And asked what he was wearing. She replied he was naked. He took off running. He left us behind. So he left her behind. Oh, God. It's been a wild and dramatic week in the El Chapo trial. One of El Chapo's mistresses took the stand and testified about a dramatic nude escape. Nude. (laughs) Involving a hydraulic bathtub, (laughs) which I'm trying to imagine what that is, (laughs) and a tunnel to the sewers. Her name is Lucero Guadalupe Sanchez Lopez. She's a former local Mexican politician. She told the jury about her relationship with El Chapo. She met him when she was just 21. We're laughing, but she was actually crying on the stand. Um, The most shocking testimony was about the moments leading up to his 2014 capture. Lopez says when the Mexican Marines were at their safe house door, the couple ran to the bathroom where that hydraulic bathtub was, and it lifted up to reveal a tunnel underneath. Lopez says that the two of them ran naked through mud for what felt like an hour. So joining us now to walk us through all of this testimony is criminal defense lawyer and former prosecutor Vinu Varghese. What's up, Vinu? Vinu. Hey, guys. What's going on? It's a soap opera. 
It's been a soap opera for the last two months, right? It's so walk us stop entertainment. I know. Yeah. So walk us through Lucero's testimony. Look, uh, she was there to assist him, but one of the interesting things uh, yesterday, amongst many interesting things, is the reaction of his wife in court. I so bet. his wife, while she was crying and sobbing, was cackling away. Like no. During, during Wait, why? The while Lucero is while the mistress, while the mistress is, is bawling on the stand, <laughs> she's in this reported by the New York Times this day, just <sighs> laughing hysterically. Wow. And at one point, uh, Lucero had to be taken off the stand because she was crying so much. But they forgot to turn off her mic, so oh, no. the entire room could hear her sobbing. And you know, Cornell, uh, you know, the former Mexican beauty queen, is just laughing and laughing and laughing. Wow. So you got to ask yourself about you know, El Chapo should be given marriage tips because how did he preserve his his marriage amidst all of this stuff? I think. Well, I'm he probably to think didn't how. make it. He didn't make his. <laughs> wife allegedly a, a drug dealer because right. she's basically alleging that he got her the mistress that he got her involved in drugs right right, right. yeah it's not like he was totally faithful to this wait what when did he marry coronel they've been married like 10 years right yeah they have like seven-year-old twins so he was seeing the other beauty queen he was keeping the beauty queen mistress girlfriends yes oh my gosh there's a really good uh, Narcos podcast, if anyone's interested out there. It's called the, let me pull it up. So does he just send his guys to pick out beauty? Does he send them mm-hmm. to beauty pageants and say, pick me the winner? I want you to pick me the winner. And he's like a little guy. Like, obviously, that's why they, it's called the real Narcos. It's really good. It's written. They have an El Chapo one that just came out and it has actually DEA agents and stuff that mm-hmm. were there that like Kiki come right. Like it has, it kind of features clips of the interviews. It's almost like a documentary type podcast mm-hmm. rather than just like uh, people talking. But uh, so she went, he, it said in there that she went to his trial and he had asked permission from the judge to hug her and stuff. So, I mean, she plays the dutiful wife, but once I would see, if I was 31 and once I'd see that my husband is away, possibly my family might be in, tr- I'm now kind of being hung out to dry by his sons because I'm not important anymore. I mean, I, I don't know. I would, co- I don't yeah. know. I'd cooperate. It'd she, be kind of hard not to. She's going to need witness protection more than ever. And especially for the twins. I mean, I think that's her main concern is like keeping those babies safe because the brothers could give a fuck. You know what I mean? They don't care. No, and I think they caught some of those people because they were posting all this stuff on social media and all that. Why are cartels on social media? Why, if you're a cartel, are you on TikTok? <laughs> I don't understand. Do you ever get sucked into the TikTok of the cartel TikTok? Do they not know how geofencing works? Do they not know how easy it no. is to find people that post shit on the internet? I don't get this. I don't understand. This is not your daddy's drug war. This is not your daddy's cartels. Like I, I think back with like Pablo Escobar, they used to use those big... Um, guy phones or whatever they were yeah. you know the suitcase yeah. phones the sat, sat phones, phones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly i remember when on a military mission i went on we had sat phones it was yeah. the craziest thing I open was up like, a suitcase <laughs> whereas yeah. now like you send a tiktok and it shows you exactly where you are yeah uh, what time uh, am i making noise with my chair sorry no you're totally fine no they can't help but brag it's it's all about that that bragging factor or whatever or do a finsta quote unquote like prince harry had or whatever or oh, like prince you know harry. post 
I have a quick question for you. I know we're not doing royals, but okay. So he was stripped of his military titles, right? Mm -hmm. Is that like a dishonorable discharge or what is that? No, it's just that they had those honorary. This is the thing. They had those honorary positions in the UK. They don't really have that here. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I think even the Duke of York, he even had one for Commodore, something with the Navy, because he had served, I think, in the Navy. The fact is, is that now he won't get to wear his uniform. And you'd see them wearing their uniforms with Mm -hmm. with the beards, you know, out of... I'm thinking they probably have similar regs like we do, that you have to wear certain grooming requirements, but he won't get to wear some of that stuff because it's supposed to be in the capacity of royal family or working royals or you know although perhaps culturally for for megan it's a loss to lose something like the national theater for harry it's really personal you have to remember he's an army veteran he did a number of tours of afghanistan so his association with all of these military patronages were deeply personal for him to lose them certainly very stinging but it does have to be said that as that announcement was made by buckingham palace that they were now formally breaking away uh the palace also went on to say that although they are saddened by the decision the duke and duchess remain much loved members of the family the palace said the royal family as i understand it and you are probably more qualified than i am they receive money from the state or the government. So in turn, they're devoting their life to these certain positions because mm-hmm. in, in a way they're being paid for them for public service. Yes. And so, and they're representing the institution. And you're required to do so many appearances a year and so much service a year. And that's how you get paid. And it's kind of a conflict of interest if you're trying to have like one foot in, one foot out. Yeah, no, I think that was the right decision. We can cover that later, but I was just curious about that. So no, I I just think it was just like honorary things. I think Princess Margaret might take one or Princess Anne, I'm sorry. She might take one of the positions, but I think they're just these like honorary positions or patronages. And I think he's more upset about that. And I'll send you the blind item where basically the other half of him wasn't so much upset about the patronages, just really wanted to make sure they kept the titles. Oh God. That's really more... Do they get to keep that title? Because I I heard um, on HLN this morning, someone said, well, I bet the Duchess is happy with that. And I'm like, is she really still a Duchess though? Or no? Yeah, no, they, I think that will like be declaring war if they took that away now at this point. Fuck, they should. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Can I swear? I'm not. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Go by all means. Yeah. We got like, there's so much we can talk about. Oh yeah. We need, yeah. That's a whole. Yeah. I I, I send you like whole essays. I was Mm -hmm. like, it's almost therapy for me to to Mm -hmm. send you stuff on on our group chat about it. The very house that Will Smith turns up to is good enough for the Fresh Prince. It's good enough for a real prince. Okay. Do you remember the song? Now, this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. Now, take a minute. And sit right there. Sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bella. Look at you! See? It's made for you. Ciao, darling. Still too early to go to Tiffany's. I guess the next best thing is a drink. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
I will never be the woman with the perfect hair who can wear white and not spill on it. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. It's me again, and you thought you probably had enough of my voice by now. Just a quick reminder to find us and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Miss Intrigue Pod. Follow us on Pinterest and Flipboard, where we collect featured stories from across the internet of royalty, chronicles of interesting events in history, and of course, true crime. Lastly, check out our YouTube channel because everyone has one, right? That features playlists of documentaries and other related segments from our podcast topics. And if you want to hit us up, check out MissDeedsAndIntriguePodcast.com. But we don't have a complaints department, just to give you a little heads up. The podcaster or authors assumes no responsibility or liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on this podcast is an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness. A reasonable amount of effort was made to deliver precise data. All views expressed by the podcast hosts or guest co-hosts are their own and do not necessarily represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which Carrie, Misdeeds, or Intrigue Podcast, or Larissa have been, am now, or will be affiliated. The content of this podcast is for personal, informational, and entertainment purposes only, and is not to be viewed for commercial use. Misdeeds and Intrigue Podcast respects the intellectual property of others. Any audio clips that were not generated by the podcast host or producer was pulled from the public domain, free use sites, and or from YouTube, or other authorized sites to gather information. The utmost effort was made to credit the author and or production. If at any time you feel that copyright was infringed, please email Carrie at misdeedsandintriguepodcast.com and immediate action will be taken to remove the audio clips that were present for entertainment purposes only.